Welcome to the Swim Swam podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, she has been the ISL backstroking sensation that we didn't even know we needed. We didn't know we were going to get, but <clears throat> we've got her. And today we get to have a chat and get to know a little bit more of Ingrid Wilm. Ingrid, how's it going? Good. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm equal parts nervous and honored. <laughs> <laughs> excited to get down to, to sit down and uh, get to get to know you a little bit. You're a member of the LA current. This is your first season in the ISL. Um, and, and so far, what do you make of it? Uh, honestly, I didn't really know what to expect going in. Um, but this team like LA current was so welcoming and so kind and there's no egos anywhere. And it's just a really enjoyable environment to be in. And then mix in the excitement that ISL brings that I, I truly loved my experience for the whole month I was there. It didn't feel like a month that I was there for. Like it felt like just a week or two, but I knew family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, will you be back for semifinals and or sorry, for, for playoffs in Eindhoven? Who knows? I mean, I hope so, but you know, the coaches always have a master plan and, I actually got in a bit of trouble. I wasn't supposed to say I'd be swimming some of the backstroke events at a next meet. So maybe I'll be swimming breaststroke in playoffs. We don't know. No one knows. It's a secret. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. So we can't, we can't get into detail too much, but, uh, but I think my favorite part of the ISL of all three seasons so far has been the, the, the breakout stars and, and the swimmers that, aren't household names, but once the ISL season gets going, they really get a chance to shine. And you've been one of those in this season, which has been really fun to watch. Um, and you know, obviously the, the first time I saw you in an event, it's like Ingrid, well, my, who, who is this? You know, what, well, I didn't even know what nationality you were. You're, you're Canadian. Uh, and, and then you, you start doing a little bit more research and it's like, Oh, okay. Well, this this makes a little more sense. You got third at Olympic trials, right? <laughs> behind in the hundred back, behind Taylor Ruck and Kylie Moss. So it's like, oh, okay. So it's not like this is just coming out of nowhere. Um, but but for you heading into this ISL season, did did you do you feel like you had a chip on your shoulder? Do you feel like you had? Did you did you feel like you were ready for a breakout performance, or were you just coming in looking for more racing experience? Um, I wouldn't say I, I definitely wouldn't say I had a chip on my shoulder. I was so, so thankful that they even gave me a chance. Like I felt like I could perform better. Like I've gotten a lot stronger in the past two years and I knew I could swim faster, but none of my times were really showing that because I hadn't swam or raced in two years. So I felt like they really took a big chance on me. And I was so, so thankful that I just, I genuinely just wanted to do them proud and prove that they made the right choice, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I wouldn't say I had a, no, I was just so thankful to be there. Yeah. And have, have these, uh, have, as you've raced in the last four matches, have your performances lived up to your expectations of, of what you had for yourself so far? 
I I was not admitting, uh, excuse me, I was not expecting to go a 55. Um, you can actually see on the camera, it zooms in on my face just as I say a swear word, because I was like, what? <laughs> I thought it said 56, nine. And I was like, 55. So I it definitely surpassed my expectations um, in a very, very positive way. I was so happy that I could do that for my team. And then it was nice not only to go that first 55-9, but to go the second one, like within the hour, it kind of proved that it wasn't a one-off. It was like, no, I can do this. And yeah, it definitely helped with my confidence going into the next few matches. Like my body knows how to do it. Just got to get my mind in gear, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <clears throat> it's so funny that you say that. Not like it helps I win another 55 the next day or the next match. No, I went another 55 the next within the same hour, right? Which is something that ISL certainly brings out and it certainly makes it fun. I'm guessing for athletes too, even though it's a challenge, but for fans, obviously, of getting to see their favorite athletes compete again and again and again, you get, you know, hunt back to back hundreds, you get the skins races. Um, did you feel prepared for those back-to-back races like that? Because you're also now a skins champion. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I mean, we, we work hard in workout and, um, one of the, I don't know if I should be saying this, but one of the workouts my coach likes to do, we call it Friday morning special where we'll do fast 100s on a long pace time, kind of akin to skins or the swim meet. So I felt really prepared in the sense that I've done this in workout. It's just another workout. There's just lots of people watching and cheering for me. <laughs> yeah, no, the lactic acid and I'm best friends with it. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so on a Friday morning special, is that something where you'll suit up and do more of a meat warm up, or is that just practice suit <laughs> go practice from the wall? Suit. We could even have a main set before it. And then it'll be <laughs> 30 minutes left in workout. My coach Dave will be like, guess what? Friday morning special. And we're like, yay. <laughs> no, <it's>, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> is, is there always an interval that they're on or is there always a certain number that you do? Uh, no, but what we do, we do um, X amount of hundreds, the next amount of fifties, the next amount of 25s, but the X still remains the same. So at the beginning of the season, it's like, let's say four, 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 but I think we've gotten up to 12, 12, 12 once. And that day was, I didn't do much for the rest of the day. <laughs> oh my, that is, that's intense. <clears throat> okay. So this is the Friday morning special is not to be taken lightly. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> On those days he goes, um, yeah, we're adding some chocolate chips to the pancakes this morning. So I never look at pancakes the same. I'm like, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, <clears throat> I don't know if you, if, if you're aware, I have a, I have a segment called practice and pancakes. I love pancakes. So I oh. <laughs> deeply <laughs> appreciate that metaphor. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I'll tell my coach. <laughs> Dude, well, I'll, I'll have to come. It's, it's where I go film practices and then eat pancakes. So pancakes. maybe I'll, maybe I'll have to come film a Friday morning special. I would love that. <laughs> That sounds awesome. Uh, so, so uh, coming back to ISL, are, have you, did you ever consider yourself, or in, in the scheme of 
short course, long course? Do you have a preference uh, of training, of racing? Do you ever feel like, oh, I really like one more than the other? You know, I actually prefer to train long course, but I do prefer, I mean, certainly after this last month, I think I prefer racing short course. <laughs> but um, no, I, I prefer to train long course. It just makes the sets, like long sets seem shorter, actually. And, you know, as a backstroker, less underwater. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, that makes sense to me. Um, you know, if, if you're, if you're doing long, long sets and there's that many turns, <laughs> I'm sure that can get quite monotonous. Um, is our, obviously you are a backstroker are underwaters, a big emphasis of your training. Would you say that's one of the stronger points of your racing or, or just a point of your racing? Um, I'd say nationally it's a strong point in my racing but internationally these ladies are a whole nother ball game and i gotta step it up <laughs> like i would have said in the past like yeah I, i'm fairly confident in my underwater but then you see some of these ladies beside me kicking my butt i'm like okay got a little more work to do okay <laughs> yeah so so throughout this isl season what do you feel like has has set you apart do you feel like you've leveled up in, in some, in some, uh, department or some area in backstroke where that, that's really gotten you to that next feat? Um, after the first, uh, competition, first match, sorry, I genuinely was just going into it. I don't want to get jackpotted or help my team lose points. I want to at least get like two or three points from my team. Like, I just want to show them that I belong here. And then it was such a surprise when I did fairly well compared, like I got a few best times right off the bat and I was so happy and um, it kind of just helped me build momentum and confidence going from into each match and meet. Um, and I also, in between each, we worked on skills, not drastic changes, but for me, my turn, I was going about it all wrong. And then you can even see from match one to match two, I changed that. And I think it really, really helped me and it helps me just like, get in and out of that wall that much faster. And even just the weeks in between was enough to help me improve that. And I'm excited to try to work on it this next month before playoffs, if I go, <laughs> um, to try to get that much better at it even now, you know? Yeah. Well, what about your turn? Did you change? I was going about it wrong. I thought that you were supposed to bring your knees to your head. Apparently you're supposed to bring your head to your knees and then your feet to your butt. So I did a few drills. It sounds similar, but in one I'm folding and in the other, I'm like crunching into a ball and it, it was slowing me down and pushing a lot of weight to the wall. I'm also a very long body, but it's hard to compress into a tight ball quickly. And it just helps snap my feet to the wall that much quicker. And then, rebound off. And I, I don't know, it just helped a lot. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <clears throat> That's that seems, seems like whatever you did worked, uh, <laughs> worked pretty well. So coming into ISL, um, you had, again, you had gotten third at, at Olympic trials in Canada. And then did you take a break? Did you have an emphasis on your training heading into the ISL? When, when did you find out you would be on the LA current? I found out, I think I was one of the last ones. I, 
if not the last one, I was like one of the last three to be chosen for the team. So I want to say I found out like August 1st or July 30, July 28th, they contacted me saying, hey, your coach Dave mentioned you and we're looking for like another swimmer. Talk yourself up. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then on the 31st, our GM Lenny gave me a call and he was like, if you're still interested, we'd love to have you. And I was like, yes, I'm interested. <laughs> um, right after trials, I was, of course, a little down from missing the team, you know, as like it's one of our big goals um, as swimmers. And so I was a little down, but I only took about a week off and went right back into training with some of the age group kids we have here. And I didn't do that much specific in the months of, in the month of July. It was a more general, like I even did some breaststroke, if you can believe it. We had time and workout for that. Um, <laughs> and then just some aerobic workouts, like mainly freestyle, honestly. And it wasn't until I found out that I made the ISL that I was like, I got to dial in on my backstroke again before we head to this meet that I did some really specialized sprint training there. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> no rest for the wicked. <laughs> yeah. That. Okay. <laughs> so, so we have that background and then let, let's take it back even a little further to heading into Canadian trials. Obviously what we, we documented what, uh, what a saga just getting to Canadian trials was, um, but what, what was your experience of, of having that meet delayed uh, two different times? Delayed and delayed. Yeah, it was, well, honestly, my first thought was just let me taper. Like each time we'd get to the edge of, oh, we're going to start taper now. And then be like, no, push it back. I'm like, I just want to do an easy workout. <laughs> um, so that was, I'll be honest, that was my main thought there. Uh, it was tough like I was actually worried they might not even host it I was worried they were just going to choose the team so I'm just glad that I even got a chance to try to attempt to make that team it was an honor to be there it was a little more quiet there than I would have liked would have loved like at least some cheering in the stands but you know we got to race and not a lot of people did and so I I'm lucky to be one of the ones that was allowed to go or uh before diving into that experience a little more, um, I guess I want to give it context with just the whole pandemic. Were you able to train consistently throughout the pandemic or was it, was it more up and down for you? More up and down, like last, what was it? March, April, whenever we first shut down, nothing. I, people listening won't be able to see, but this Vasa trainer here was my best friend and worst enemy. Um, <laughs> I did that for uh, like two hour workouts on that, just trying to strengthening up my shoulders. And then I do an ab and core program and go for runs, which I don't like to do, <laughs> um, but you know, legs got to stay strong. Uh, did that until July when we finally got to go back into the pool. We had a special exempt um, program that we were allowed to do. And then we took a little break just as we would if it was a normal year got to train all the way and then December Calgary shut down again until January and so we were back on the zoom workouts and then I was thankfully part of the um, senior national group here in Alberta that got a special special exemption in which the pool was opening just for like three of us 
just so we could come in and train for Olympic trials. And that was very fortunate. But yeah, it's weird to think that I haven't actually been training properly for a whole year, even. Like, uh, nine months ago, I was out of the water. <laughs> yeah, that it's it was certainly a very bizarre situation. And it, I, I, I hear you. It's like, uh, did that really happen? Especially yeah. now that, 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 you know, things are certainly not back to normal, but, but it seems like it's getting that way. Um, when, when you were training with your, uh, senior national Alberta teammates, so there was just three of you. Um, in my team. Yes. There was a few more that some for the university here and there's a few more in other parts of Alberta, but yeah, in my team, there was really just a consistent, we had a few folks come in and join us before trials because they had to do that two week quarantine if they came in from America. So we had a few more folks then, but for a lot of it, it was just Cole, Peyton and I. (laughs) (laughs) Do you, I mean, do you feel like you're able to get what you need out of training with just two other teammates like that? I was lucky. Cole was, he's a male backstroker. So I would just go seven seconds ahead and try not to let him catch up. <laughs> I, nice. didn't always, I didn't always uh, complete that mission, but you know, I tried. <laughs> so, so yeah, at least, at least you're able to, to get, <laughs> to get some reps in that way, which seems, yeah. which seems like a good thing. What, what makes Alberta the, the right training spot for you? I mean, obviously there's multiple, uh, multiple big training sites in Canada. What makes that one good for you? I actually was part of the Vancouver center up until two years ago, but I here in Calgary, they let me have fun in workout and joke around. Like I'll get the work done, but I'll always be just a little sassy or cheeky about it. And my coach, uh, Dave Johnson, he let, he jokes with me in workout and lets me enjoy the process. And it really just renewed my love for swimming again. So yeah, no, Calgary, Calgary is the place to be. <laughs> that, that sounds like a good, a good reason for sure. Uh, and how, so how old are you? I'm 23. Okay. Yeah. So in, some of the hotel staff in Italy, they thought I was 15 or 18, but I am 23. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. And you, so you, and you've been training there since 21 then? Uh. Yes. So I thought you meant 2021. I'm like, what year is it? (laughs) Sorry. Since age 21. I um, trained here when I originally moved to Calgary, uh, to Canada. And then I went to university in uh, Vancouver. And then I moved back here um, just because I thought it would be best for me for, to really give the Olympics a go for it. Did you, did you say you moved to Canada from somewhere else? Uh, Yes. (laughs) I, was born in England, then my family moved to Norway, uh, then we moved to Abu Dhabi for five years, and then Doha, Qatar for three, and then we moved to Calgary. That's quite the scope. Yeah, I've been a little international. <laughs> Were you swimming all of that time? Um, yeah, I started competitively when I was seven. I have five siblings. So that was a lot of energy in the house. So we all had to do a sport until we were 14. Um, and we all started with swimming just cause it's a good skill to know. And yeah, I'm the only one that kept going. 
Yeah. Uh, did you always like swimming? Yeah, it's always brought me like peace and calm. It's always been my little oasis and a way to just it's a meditation for me sometimes a workout, you know, when you do those longer distance warm-ups. It's a nice way to just reset the body and just, you know, enjoy the present, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and just hearing you <laughs> talk about that, it's like, dude, I want to go swim now. <laughs> I want to go do a long warm up and reset my mind and body. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So I, I, yeah, I have to dive into this, to this global childhood. Um, did you have a favorite spot that you grew up in? I like different things about different places. I don't remember much from England, obviously, but in Abu Dhabi and Doha, in Abu Dhabi, we lived really far from a lot of places. So I liked our little close-knit area that we had. Like we had just four houses and all the families were pretty close. And it was like having a really big extended family, but different types of families. Um, And then in Doha, going to be a bit cheeky but I lived near a Baskin Robbins and a Dunkin Donuts and I really liked that I missed that <laughs> <laughs> um, and then here in Calgary I love love being so close to the mountains I'm a really big hiker and like old school camping so it's so nice to be close to such a beautiful like environment here in Canada yeah what well, why did your family move so much my father was in oil and gas. Yeah. Gotcha. <clears throat> okay. Uh, did, did you like moving that much? Yeah, I think it, it helped me. Like I can be thrown into like, say a new brand new team in which I don't know anybody. And I feel like I assimilate pretty quickly and pretty well. Like I make bonds fairly quickly because I'm so used to having to like, hi, bye. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I have friends all over the world now. And I think that's, I don't know. I like it. (laughs) Having friends in in different countries seems definitely advantageous, especially, especially for someone who, who is in a (laughs) current career where they could end up traveling all over the world. Uh, Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that seems really neat. Is there anything you miss about any of those places aside from Baskin Robbins and Dunkin' Donuts? Um, I, in Doha, I don't really remember much from Abu Dhabi, but in Doha, we would be able to go just on like a family, like boat trip or go dune bashing. Um, whenever we wanted essentially. So although I do have the mountains here, you do sometimes miss like some of the other adventures that you used to have over there. And I do miss, you know, like my close friends, like each time you move, like some of them I'm still in contact with on Facebook or even Instagram. And so it's, it's nice to see what they're doing, but you know, it's always nice to like, if I talk to them in person ever again, you know? Um, other than that, I mean, I don't miss the heat so much. I'm now, I love the cold now. It can be like plus, uh, I don't know, in Fahrenheit, but in Celsius plus 30. And I'm like, it is way too warm here. Someone turn on the AC, like all of them, I'm going to sit in a freezer. <laughs> I don't know how, how I did it. 
Understandable. Yeah, I would assume. <laughs> I would assume uh, Doha and Abu Dhabi are probably a little warmer than Canada. <laughs> <laughs> They're plus forty here. It's negative forty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bit of a difference. Uh, so, so then you you ultimately move to Canada. You end up there. I, I'm curious just how things work in Canada in terms of swimming. Um, do you get invited to go train at a national center? Do you have to make a certain cut? Um, a mixture of both, a mixture, definitely a mixture of both. Um, it was more that I was moving. Well, I think I would have been invited regardless, maybe, but I was swimming fairly well here with Cascade. And I was thinking about which university I wanted to go to. And then the Vancouver center approached me and was like, if you come to UBC, we'd love to have you train here with us. Cause I had met the time standards and then I just received the invitation as well. Okay. Yeah. So that's fairly straightforward. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so at that time, were you thinking, okay, swimming is something I want to do collegiately. It's something I want to pursue internationally. Had you, had you been on like junior trips for Canada before? I had, I'd been, um, I don't even remember the name of, I want to say Pan Pax, Junior Pan Pax. It was in mm. Hawaii. It was my mm. first uh, team that I had made. And uh, yeah, I, I had been on some trips. I definitely wanted to pursue swimming internationally. I've always had high hopes for myself and believed that I could try to show the world what I could do. I just never had that breakthrough moment before. <laughs> um, it just took getting a lot stronger in my arms. <laughs> what, what, what do you remember what you swam at junior pan packs in Hawaii? It was gonna, it, it was backstroke, but don't, don't look it up. I didn't do so well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, regardless, I feel like, do, do you feel like you gained something from that experience though? Yeah, it was my first like senior national team. <laughs> trip, so it was nice to see how the dynamics of such a team would work. And I think that definitely helped me even in going to university and having that team and group culture aspect. It like helped me know what to expect so that I was better prepared. I like knowing things. <laughs> um, and yet some of those uh, on that trip, Javier Acevedo, he was on LA Current. I met him there. And so it was nice. I knew one person going in to this ISL game and it was Javi and it was nice knowing at least one. So it still helped me today. <laughs> Yeah, that one is better than none for sure. That's great. Uh, and so then, uh, in terms of you know swimming dreams, when did the Olympic dream um, just take take root for you? Was it at a pretty young age? Um, it was actually. I didn't watch. We didn't have cable growing up in like my family didn't. Um, so I never really watched the Olympics before. I never really like paid attention to it until I moved to Calgary. And then um, I think the moment when I really thought I could make it, I was at a little Team Alberta team trip watching the um, London trials. And I was like, I want to be, I, I can do that. Like, no problem. <laughs> um, so I think that's when it, I was like, I want to make an Olympic team or show the world on an international level what I can do when I'm worth. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> which I feel like in, in terms of Canadian female swimming backstroke is maybe the hardest event to do it. In. <laughs> Isn't it ever? We've got 
so many ladies, even like Maggie McNeil, she's quite good at backstroke as well. It's not fair. <laughs> I'm like, maybe, maybe that's enough backstrokers. We can just take a pause. Let some of us have a chance. Yeah, that's why the ISL, like I'd always been decent, just not enough to surpass Taylor or the likes of Kylie Moss, who is so amazing and so kind that honestly, sometimes I even just want her to win. Like she's such a nice sweetheart that I'm like, yeah, you did a damn good job. <laughs> um, but it was nice at the ISL to finally get a chance to race at an international level and to have so many back-to-backs and to constantly like, okay, this didn't work. Let's try this or let's fix this. Like my coach always says, racing is the highest form of training. And so to have such experience at this level training or racing, I think it really, really did help me a lot. Yeah. I don't know if my grammar was all there, but my sentence oh, was. Oh, we got the point. Yeah. <laughs> sentence was there for 100%. <laughs> Have, have you been on any senior international trips? I went to Short Curse Worlds in 2019 to China. So I was there with a the team. Um, they just sent a few of us that hadn't gone to the summer meet. Um, that was a really fun trip. Everyone there was like so, so kind, like even just like the hotel staff or just people on the pool deck. I find swimmers are really courteous on the pool deck like we're in the race we're like oh I'm gonna get you but as soon as it's like warm up it's like oh no you can go <laughs> um so it was nice having my first senior national experience and having everyone be just so kind and nice and yeah it was fun so what was the swimming part of it like oh ah uh, <laughs> didn't do so well there <laughs> no. I had a spiral roof I'll, I'll... They had a spiral roof and I actually have a video of it still where I do my breakout and I go right into the lane rope because I guess unconsciously I'm following the roof and I don't even get one stroke in. I hit the rope and then I have to go back with my hand because I can't maneuver around it and it's just a, it was a bit of a kerfuffle with the lane rope. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was last time's racing short course <laughs> before I <laughs> Is that during the, like, that was during a race? That was during a race, yes. It was. We have that on high definition video. I was so happy. <laughs> oh, that's such a bummer. I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> I've learned to um, pay attention to the ceiling during warm up now, just to acquaint my body with it and make sure all the lines are straight. <laughs> Yeah. It, was, was that your only race or did you get other chances to, to do over? I had a 50 back and a relay as well. Um, while I didn't swim into the lane rope as much, I did move a bit in the lane, but like course corrected as I noticed each time. Um, and I think my best races are when I'm not thinking too much. And I think I was just in my head a lot during those races there. Yeah. There was actually um, a quote Tom Shields on our team gave us this year that I really resonated with. I, it was about archery. It was um, a man that shoots a workout or practice for nothing will hit the bullseye every time. But as soon as he shoots for the gold buckle, he'll miss 
two times out of three. And then as soon as he shoots for the gold medal, he'll uh, go blind or see double. And like, it just resonated with me, like swim without expectation. Like just go there, your body knows the work, your body knows, has done the work. Um, just go in there and swim. Like, don't think too much about it. Like, don't place expectations on yourself before or place failure on yourself before you've even done the race. No. Do you feel like getting to that point has been a process for you, especially over the course of this ISL season? Uh, yes. I've always been a very nervous swimmer. And as soon as I focus on a time, I feel I don't do as well. So swimming for a team and for points like just fighting for that first place finish rather for a certain time was vastly different for me. And I think it definitely benefited me a great deal. I'm going to try to carry that through to forward mates. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> so then coming, I, I want to go back to, uh, to Olympic trials and you're racing there again. Um, you placed third, you were double O one in the hundred yeah. meter backstroke. Um, to Taylor Rock, who was second, was fifty nine six. So you were you were right there. Uh, do were you were you nervous before that race? Yeah, in the morning I'd actually even gone fast. I went a fifty nine eight. So your um, first time under a minute? Yes, it was first and only so far. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I was very very nervous for that race and I just was so fidgety in the ready room and like I just was in my head way too much and when I made my move I made it way too late I didn't trust my new speed or strength at all so I was racing as though I had my old speed and strength not my new and I didn't trust myself or my training and I didn't go for it enough and I regret that a little <laughs> it was hard to move past that but I think I have yeah yeah, <clears throat> that that's great insight. Um, th thank, thank you, thank you for sharing that because that's that's uh, that's raw, you know, and that, that's obviously, as you said, it's hard and not easy to move past. But um, it's it's really cool that we've gotten to see you race in a new light, and that ho hopefully that's that's helped you along in, in the swimming journey. Mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> you go sorry <laughs> oh, no no no. Go, go ahead please i was just gonna say it was also knowing this team a few people said it to me it's like no matter what i did they were still gonna love me even if i went like a minute short course my team was still gonna have my back and just having that extra security was so nice like it helped lower any expectation even after like my second match when i won the 100 back going into the third and fourth they're like you just do you like there was no pressure ever, which I was so thankful for. No. That, that seems like a winning team environment. <laughs> yeah. No, they were all so lovely. And I was, I will admit, I was worried going in that there'd be some clicks because, you know, they've been close before and been on teams before. I didn't know them. So welcoming and so much fun to be around. It, they made the whole process enjoyable and not nerve wracking and oh we've got to do this we've got to focus on this it was just easy going having fun and workout laughing which was which is how i thrive yeah and i think how most people thrive <laughs> just not many people get the the uh that secret map <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I would, yeah, I would assume smiling and laughing helps with workouts. That's, that's, <laughs> that's sage wisdom. Uh, so during the ISL, was it uh, a learning curve for you to kind of, to, to, I, I'm just always so curious is how people train during this season where you're racing so much. Um, one of the big things, like I, I mentioned again, Tom Shields kept mentioning, we're professional athletes. We know what our body needs and what we do. And one of the great things that I noticed LA Current did versus I'd see other teams doing, a lot of the workouts were group warmups, but then individualized main sets specific to what you need or even just OIO for that day, if that's on your own, sorry, if that's what you think you need for that day. They were so respectful of all of our uh, opinions on what we think we should be doing and what we feel we should be doing and listening to us when we talk about how we, our bodies are feeling. They were so, so great for that. And you see other teams, which is good doing team workouts, but sometimes it's not what each individual athlete needs. So I thought it was great that it was such a team atmosphere, but they paid attention to the individual as well, no matter who you were. Did, did you, or do you feel like you have enough of a grasp on your training and what it normally looks like to know on a day-to-day basis? Like, okay, I think this is what I need for today. Uh, yeah, two years ago, I would have definitely said, no, I was still at odds with what I think my body needed and what I was training, but uh, at home here with Cascade with Dave Johnson, we work and communicate together on what I think is best and what he thinks is best. So for the past two years, this is exactly what I've been doing. So coming in here for here and having people still respect my opinion. No, I feel like it was just freeing and a stress-free environment for me in which like, I already knew what I was doing and I was happy that I was allowed to do it. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> LA's nice. pretty great guys. Cheer us on. <laughs> Hashtag stay wavy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so nice. So, so moving forward, uh, you, you may or may not have playoffs in the middle of November. Uh, but until then, uh, for the next five or six weeks, what's the plan for you? Uh, definitely. Well, I don't know if you watched my tuner back, but I should probably work on going out a little faster. Um, <laughs> working on my underwaters and my turn speed. I'm better at getting my feet to the wall, but I still need just a little extra. Like I just need to work on my new turn just to get comfortable with it and to know because for backstroke, we actually like to try to take those two freestyle strokes. So you get the one over, but in backstroke, it's best to try to turn that first initial transfer into a freestyle stroke. And I'm with the new turn. I'm just still getting the timing of that down, especially with these long limbs. Um, so definitely focusing in on that and my underwaters and just working on my quads a little more. The skins showed me just how important they are. <laughs> trying to walk after those skins where it wasn't easy. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine. Yeah. The, <laughs> seeing the athletes after those three fifties, it's always like, Oh man, it's gotta be toasted. Two steps 
from the competition pool to the uh, warm down pool, just two steps down. And I had to like hold the railing because my legs were just shaking all over the place. So I was like, I'm going to fall. <laughs> They're just going to buckle on me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I made it. I didn't fall. I didn't fall. Just for nice. the record. <laughs> <laughs> made it to the warm down pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Ingrid, it's it's been so great uh, sitting down and getting to chat with you today. I really appreciate you taking the time to sit no. down with us. No, thank you so much for having me. I hope I didn't do too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you were a true professional. Uh, thank you. <laughs> but but yeah, yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time. No, no, thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks. You as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hopefully we'll get them soon. But um, but yeah, thank you. You hopefully you enjoy your next iteration of pancakes on a, on the Friday morning special as well. Yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.